from Landgrant <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Land Grant University Presents Beers with the Brewers. My name is Eric, and today I'm joined with Head of Brewing Operations, Chris Helderman. Hello. Creative Director, Walt Keys. Hello. Here I am. And Head Brewer, Dan Schaefer. Ahoy. And we are talking about today the return of one Kolsch beer. It is smooth, orange, and vanilla-ish. It is a light, tasty Kolsch. Tastes pretty damn good. Dan. Tell us about what's going on in this beer. So this was, uh, I think, way back in the day, um, a variation that we did on our uh, 1862 ale. Uh, the uh, mad genius of uh, former brewer, brewer Justin Rake. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's been there's been a few variations. Um, this is mostly the same as last year. Uh, so we do a. Uh, Warm-ish lager fermentation for uh, for a Kolsch base, um, which is mostly true to a Kolsch, except I think we add uh, a little bit of oats in there for some body. Uh, but the star of the show, um, well, we do have some some hops that kind of boost that citrusy perception: Cascade Citra, Amarillo, and Bravo. Um, but not like it's all on the hot side and not like super super heavy. But um, yeah, so the 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 um, words, Dan. Um, the the main thing uh, in this beer that is, is forming the creamsicle impression is one, uh, a bit of lactose in the boil, uh, two, uh, vanilla in the bright tank, and uh, three, orange, uh, except it's not really orange. It is uh, tangerine concentrate this year. So that is the one change that we made. Uh, our friends at Fruit Crown sent us a bunch of uh, cool samples they were working on, and I tried the tangerine concentrate, and I was like, that already tastes like a push pop without us even doing anything to it. So I instantly knew that we uh, we should use it in this beer. I think it makes a big difference, to be perfectly honest. I, I much prefer this to last year's batch, which is another great beer, but this, yeah, the tangerine notes, I think, are really making this pop uh, a little bit more. Yeah, I had one of these at the pool last night. Um, they, we snuck some beers at the pool. And uh, it was great. It's a very good pool side beer. You put that on the label. It's, it's <laughs> preferred beer, pool outlaws. Yeah, you need you need to either pour it in a cup or use a koozie. That red solo cup and fools the other way. <laughs> yeah. Now, since I've uh, since I've had our version of this beer, I've seen other breweries kind of doing the creamsicle style. Were we the first to this, or are we? Was this uh, Justin's an original idea from him, or was it? Uh, uh, a oh, copy? the history of creamsicle. Yeah, I don't think we can claim to be the first ones to do a okay. creamsicle beer, but um, we've been doing it since 2015, mm-hmm. I believe, the summer of 2015. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think I think like it was like Adam Mark had a an idea and Justin figured it out kind of thing maybe well, I don't so remember I think exactly. what happened was is <clears throat> we were a new newer brewery ran out of beers and uh, 
we had some Kolsch. We had a lot of Kolsch. Yeah. And that was it. And so they took um, orange extract and vanilla extract and dosed it into the kegs. And that was the birth of Creams of Kolsch. Yeah. And it was a big hit. And we brought it back. And then I remember the next summer, we, we hand-zested a lot of oranges. Yeah. So that was my brainchild was, hey, let's make this as true to stuff and not have extract in it as we can. And we did that. And it was okay. A lot of zesting, though. A lot of zesting. It was really good when we first tapped it. But that yeah. zest just didn't hold up over time. Yeah, zest, not the, not the best is what we learned. <laughs> I think we were literally <laughs> taking oranges... Jamming them onto power drills, turning the power drill on so it would spin, and holding the zester to it so you could zest an orange. Yeah, I remember that pretty rapidly. And uh, but even still, we had to zest a lot of oranges. But even for just a small batch, was it? Yeah. It might have been a twenty barrel batch, but but even still, I think we a, did an eighty. Was it that much? Yeah, I think we did like a twenty to like prove concept, and okay. then we did more. I okay. could be wrong, but yeah, we did more than just a twenty. And it was a lot of oranges because we had multiple zesting parties, at least two. How many batches are we doing, or how many barrels are we doing this year? 80. Fantastic. It's good to hear. Well, gentlemen, um, what do we think about, uh, you know, my favorite question? How crushable is it? How crushable is it? Pretty, pretty darn crushable. I agree. Starting with you, Chris, because you're doing my immediate left here. Oh. I don't want to be the first for this one, but here we go. I'm going to say it is a... I'm going to be the party pooper of this. It's a four crusher. Fair enough. It's a little on the sweet side. Um, and, and like in an intentional, good way, sweet side. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think, Dan, you nailed it on top of the... Right on the right on the head with, uh, like, the, the push-pop element to it. And I, like... I knew that we had switched up for tangerine, but I was still like, you know, drinking it. You definitely get that creamsicle, dreamsicle flavor. But it's like there's like a little extra punch there, and it's like, yeah, it's the push, the like Flintstones push pop, and that, yeah, it's definitely like a, a summer vacation in a can for sure. I think it's, I would say a five. I am also going to say a four, um, just because this is this is a little bit on the sweet side for me for a summer beer. Uh, I would probably uh, alternate this with a pool party or uh, inflatable flamingo, something of that sort. But it is, it is, it is super good. I think there's enough acidity from the the fruit to keep it from getting cloying or anything like that. But uh, yeah, a little a little on the heavier side um, for my taste. It is sweet. It is a dessert beer. But if I can do crush six popsicles or sips, you know. Push pops should have no problem crushing six of these, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with five. I'm gonna keep it with. You eat six popsicles at once. I, I'm not saying it's never happened. Amateur. <laughs> that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of popsicles. Uh, I've probably eaten six popsicles in the last 15 years. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of back on the popsicle train. I haven't had a popsicle in a long time, but then uh, now that I've introduced a little baby girl into the world and wanted to expose her to new foods. Uh, <laughs> Mainly pops- popsicles. Popsicles <laughs> made uh, it found their way to the top pretty quickly. Broad and and I'm like, man, these yeah. are pretty, these are pretty good. Why did I stop with pop? Stop buying popsicles. Yeah. There, there are some good popsicles out there. Um, what are they called? J pops. Who are at all like the farmers markets? J pops. I think that? that's what they're called. Yeah. They're like fancy popsicles, but the the girls always get get their popsicles when we go to the Clintonville farmers market. 
Um, they do like a mean uh, basil watermelon, like a mango, pineapple, blueberry lemonade. They're all really good. See, we're not there yet. I'm just buying the name brand popsicle, and I think the Jolly Rancher uh, flavors. Pretty Name good. brand, you go get you could get those pop ices and you don't That's you right. don't worry about oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are good. Suck on one of those and it it's just white like, ice left and there's yeah. no flavor. Well, you yeah. throw just it away and get another one. one. Yeah. <laughs> In college, we uh, someone would go to Costco and buy like three of the like you know it's like a three hundred box yeah. flavor ice and we would just eat those all summer long. Oh yeah. So maybe I've had more than ten pop schools in the last fifteen years. Maybe I'm exaggerating. We're going to have to have a popsicle party. See, uh, I had a, uh, a uh, there's a, I don't know, they make really great ice cream sandwiches up in Minneapolis, hmm. and uh, which is where I go on to visit family a decent amount, and they have an ice cream, or that the ice cream sandwich shop, but they have a, a uh, contest kind of thing where, you know, if you eat all, like, all their flavors and everything, you win a t-shirt or some, one of those eating contest things. And that is, like, the only eating contest I think I've ever been like, yeah, I could do that. Just that amount of ice cream. I'm pretty sure I could do it. Now, is the it's the vanilla and the lactose that are giving it the creaminess. Am I right, Dan? That is correct. If we, we Can we do other flavors besides orange or tangerine? Can we do, like, strawberry, blueberry, whole series of these? I, I think we probably could, though, after the, uh, yeah, after... Nope. Um, the Chris, Chris Gen, Jenny say. strawberry jam. I think I can only really do touch strawberry like once a year. Fair enough. I have a little bit of a withdrawal. Fair um, enough. Uh, yeah. There's just so many other great ice cream flavors out there, but this tangerine is pretty good. Yeah, there is something about the the sort of cream school though that's got a real nostalgic thing that really works well with the creaminess and the citrus works well as a beer and it still comes across as a beer, not just a smoothie. So yep. yeah. Do you remember those nice. hard candies that came out a while back? Cream savers? Yeah, cream savers. Yeah. yeah, the orange ones were amazing. The strawberry ones, not so good. That's what I remember. <laughs> Agree to disagree. All right. Uh, well, the can got changed up a little bit this year, too. We got maybe some bolder colors. Some The truck is a little more front and center. Um, yeah, we went from one ice cream truck to another. Made it 3D. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, just refreshed it a little bit. Same basic concept. Um you know, I think, you know, when we talk about the three, the three words that we put on the, um, you know, the can to sort of describe the beer, I think with this one, nostalgic is one of the, the sort of the, the flavor uh, words we use. And, you know, there's nothing really more nostalgic than a ice cream truck rolling down the street, um, you know, peddling their wares to the to the uh, feral summer children. Um, so, you know, I think just trying to capture that that spirit and that feel with this beer. Um, and, yeah, it certainly didn't, you know, break any real new ground with the label, but just kind of, I don't know, amplified it a little bit. Was it the Entertainer that is the classic uh, mm-hmm. ice cream truck song? Yeah. Yeah, also uh, the theme from the movie uh, The Sting. There you go. Right? That's correct. Yeah. Interesting. Paul Newman, Robert Redford. Great movie. Also, uh, this beer next year will be renamed Feral Street Children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even you better. Know, just, just running barefoot from the pool into the parking lot to, to get a cream school. 
So we got no questions from listeners this week, guys. So we're going to go, Walt, why don't you uh, take us right down into the, uh, the, the rundown of what's happening in the taproom this week? Sure thing. I would love to. Um, let me get my thing folded here so I can read it more uh, efficiently. Um, yeah, this podcast comes out on Thursday, and every Thursday we have live music in the beer garden, weather preventing. Uh, this Thursday, tonight, um, is Matt Steedle and the, the and That's the Breaks. They're playing 6 to 8. Ray Rays is here. Late Night Slice is here. Um, they're both here all weekend long, Thursday through Sunday. Friday night is the Red, White, and Boogie. Um, that's our friends from the Freshest Events um, putting on their uh, DJ series, the All Are Welcome DJ series. DJ D Boogie is spinning from 8 to midnight. And uh, Red, White, and Boom is at 10. So Friday's going to be a big, big day down here um, in Franklinton and along the river. So if you're coming down, you might want to give yourself a little bit extra time, uh, head down early, find a parking spot, or uh, take an Uber down because it, it gets a little crazy with the fireworks. But we have a great view of the fireworks from our beer garden. So if you want to hang out and uh, get a nice viewing spot, our beer garden is just that. So come on down. Saturday, uh, Moto Yoga is here at 10 a.m. Um, tickets available or reservations available on their website if you want to come down and do some yoga. Saturday morning in the beer garden. Um, and then we have, uh, have after hours at Land Grant from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. curated by our good friend Dom Deshawn. Sunday <laughs> is the British Grand Prix of F1 sports car, race car driving. So come on down. That is at 10 a.m. Uh, we'll have the doors open at 9.30 a.m. So you can come on down and get a good spot and watch the race. Um, we'll have that on uh, in the beer garden and inside. Um, so if it's nice out, you can sit outside. If it's not, you can sit inside. Dota Donuts will be open for that. Um, and we are also launching Four Pillars, our uh, pale ale we do with our friends and neighbors, the National Vets Museum and Mem- or Memorial and Museum. Um, that's going to be launching uh, on Saturday. Homage will be here doing a uh, USA-themed pop-up um, with proceeds benefiting NVMM. And um, a Sunday market is also being curated by the Ellery from 3 to 7 with music by Narrow Arrow from 4 to 6. And, uh, yeah, Ray Ray's and makes Mikey's Late Night Slice and Dodo Donuts all open on Sunday. Monday being 4th of July, we're open noon to 10. Uh, we've got a U.S. Women's National Team watch party uh, with our friends from American Outlaws from 7 to 9. So come on down for that. Late, late Night Slice here Monday. Tuesday, as always, is Pop Culture Trivia, followed by a movie. It is a 4th of July weekend classic. It'll make you want to go swim in the ocean and uh, celebrate the holiday in a big old way. Take a big old bite out of the holiday. You're going to need a bigger uh, car to get down here for that one. And uh, Tortilla Street Food here on Tuesday. And then Wednesday. Uh, nothing crazy going on, but our good friends Two Fat Indians here serving their delicious Indian food this Wednesday and every Wednesday. And that's it. Thank you so much. What a wrap up. Well, guys, uh, any closing thoughts before we wrap up here? No. Not really. I hope everyone has a nice uh, holiday weekend. I'm going up to Michigan. What's this? Which uh, I'm excited about. There's a little bit of a note here at the bottom. What's what's happening next week on the podcast, Dan? It looks like it's something kind of exciting. Yeah, we uh, 
brewed uh, some Czech-ish style uh, lagers here, and then our friends at Pretentious stuck them in barrels over there with uh, a couple of uh, they're they're very unique barrels. We'll say that, and uh, the beers turned out absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I haven't tried them yet, but uh, Hajir grabbed me and told me they were they were amazing. I'm excited to try those. It's gonna be an awesome episode next week. Well, gentlemen, thank you for uh, chatting about Creams and Colts this week. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Beers at the Brewers. Uh, make sure you come down to our tap room for all the amazing events that Walt listed off earlier. And please remember to always tip your bartenders, sometimes double. And we'll see you here next week. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.